I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Popcher podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Welcome to the Cult Pop Chick Podcast. You're here with your gal Jess, and I'm joined with Richard. Oh, hello. And AJ. Hello. I've never been on the other side of doing that You're old joke before. You're part of the joke now. Oh, now I get why it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, today we're talking about better ideas for Harry Potter spinoffs than Fantastic Beasts, mm. which is mm. probably quite a few ideas <laughs> yeah the yeah. um the reception for for grindelwald is not um not as peppy as i was expecting <laughs> so yeah. we're here to um to tell hollywood what they should be doing because we know you know we know exactly and we're not going to be reviewing any of the films because uh there's another podcast which uh, comes out every fortnight which mm-hmm. reviews these franchises. So we're just going to uh, basically be pitching ideas and shit like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, for those that you d- don't know, Fantastic Beasts is a 2016 prequel and spin-off to the Harry Potter films. And the first one, it starred Eddie Redmayne as the titular Newt Scamander. Uh, it also had... Huh? He's not, he's not titular. Well, why not? <laughs> because he's not the title character. The film wasn't named after him. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. That's not how that word works. <laughs> But that's t- so gorgeous. That's that's so pure <laughs> and innocent. <laughs> no. Okay, I give up already. No, titula- the, the, the fantastic out. beasts in the film are the titular characters. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who they're played by though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah, <laughs> uh, AJ, de- uh, describe the film. The fantastic beasts. So yeah. basically, it's it's. It it feels like it's J.K. Rowling wanting to continue on the story um, of, or at least go, go into detail on her backstory for a lot of things and using, for some reason, using her Fantastic Beasts handbook as an excuse to do that. So, like, what's I don't even remember what the first film was about, really. It, I remember they it's about a guy, Newt, and he's got a suitcase and there's monsters in it and he's trying to find more of them and there's also Grindelwald you know making kind causing of. havoc yeah but and he's <laughs> not Grindelwald in the film no. is, is it Percival Graves I believe yes is, yeah. Um, yeah, played by, by Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I I don't know that I necessarily agree with you AJ when you say that it's um, J.K. Rowling trying wanting to um, you know expand her law I think it's her wanting to expand her bank account am I right <laughs> So hey. it was based on a textbook, AJ, like you said, mm-hmm. which was actually, speaking of money, it was published in 2001 to raise money for Comic Relief, that charity. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it didn't have a storyline or anything. It was just, it's just a bunch of random facts about it. Yeah. It's, it's very that, small as well. That, yeah. that really annoyed me when the first film came out. And then I think when it was announced that they were going to do five films, like a bunch of Reddit comments were like, oh, didn't they learn anything from The Hobbit? Like trying to expand a tiny book into three movies. And it's like, this is not at all the same situation. Is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, it's not the story. It's a, it's a collection of, of creatures and, and biographies. Like you can, you can expand that into as many movies as you can, like whatever. It's yeah. Like, it's just the it's title. A mood. Hashtag mood. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's the same. This it's like Mean Girls. Mean Girls was based on like a 
non-fiction mm. book. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts. What I will say about it is that it doesn't, there's, because it's not based on an actual novel, you're not, you don't know what you're missing, which is the problem with the Harry Potter movies, how you're like, ah. Oh, Where's, you know, where's peeves? Where's peeves? Where's pe- <laughs> exactly. Where's all these things that I love from the books that aren't in the movie? We don't have that for the first Fantastic Beast movie. So I was like, cool, at least it feels like it's complete on its own terms, I guess. But for me, I don't know why, but it still felt like there was something massive missing. Maybe it's just my own childhood that's missing from this now. <laughs> but wow. like, I don't know, AJ, like you probably had a different upbringing with Harry Potter to me because mm. I read them as a small small child yeah. and watch them as like as a out, big big adult as a big adult <laughs> um, also uh, I remember when I was little I used to count how many times I could read the Harry Potter books yeah wow. and I think the most I ever read was the second one yeah and I read it 23 times fucking hell yeah and I it, love the second book I feel like I'm an apologist for it I love the second book so much <laughs> But no like, one else ever talks about it, but it's one of my favourites, probably. Yeah, but like this, the whole series was such a massive part of me and my sister's childhood. Like we used to, our mum used to only buy us one book when they started like coming out, and we'd oh, buy yeah, them yeah. straight away and we'd line up for them. Uh, she used to only buy us one, <laughs> and we used to have arguments about who could read faster, or yeah. like we'd hand them over after reading a chapter each. But one time, with um, I think it was the sixth book. We got so enraged at each other that we ended up like ripping the book in half because it was the classic one of us was holding one side and one of us was holding the other. <laughs> that's a, that's almost biblical, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, the- um, yeah, I um, I I never really read the books. I I think I, I read the first one and then I think I read like half of the second one and then none of the third and and the rest of them. But um, or maybe wait. I read all the second one and then half of the third one or something like that. Anyway, but. Wait. Have Richard, have you not read? <laughs> anyway, here's my Harry Potter podcast um, where I haven't read the books. But yeah. have you not read any of the Harry Potter books? <laughs> not really, no. Um, I think I think you need to move out. <laughs> the movie was on while he was doing something, though, so he's familiar with the pro- with the property. Yes, yeah, so I know. <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, the sound wasn't on, but I got the gist. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my sister and mum both were big fans of them, and I think they did the same thing of like my sister would like read it all day, and then mum would like read it at night or something like that. But they would um, by the time they got to like the last two books, I think they both had just had to buy their own. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I'll just wait for the movie. Yeah, that l- happened to, to that happened to me and my mum with the Twilight books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's significantly less cool <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> i agree so quidditch through the ages was also another book that was written alongside fantastic Beasts, and where to find them as yeah. like part of yeah. this little mini series yeah which I, I actually had one of those i can't remember which one i had but me and my sister had them was it the red one or the green one you had i honestly can't remember i think i had the red one that's quidditch through the ages yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure that's the one i had yeah which is i think superior yeah, same. Because I had it. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, I guess, like you said, it's kind of you can't judge these films in relation to that small book because they're not. It's basically just the title yeah. of the film mm. that they're ripping off, which is yeah. going to be, I think, uh, they've written themselves into a corner a bit because they've now titled these five films Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, and they're going to have less and less fantastic beasts. It's in su- it's such a weird decision. Like this is this is going. I'm sure I must have said this on one episode of the podcast at least. But like, why why is Grindelwald in my Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find the movies? That's a different story. Yeah. Like it's so different to me. To it's it's yeah. It it's a waste of the Fantastic Beasts idea, in my opinion, to do that. Because like you can give me a Grindelwald movie, just don't put make it a different thing. I don't know, yeah. which is kind of what inspired doing this as a topic. I think for 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 our podcast, yeah. Fanta- especially like Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald is such a horrendously bad title. Like <laughs> at like title school, the Final Destination movies don't let this movie sit with them because he's that <laughs> uncool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Like I, 
I wonder who took these two separate ideas. They're like, we don't have enough ideas to make two separate uh, spin-offs. Why don't we just take the ideas that we have and mush them together and try and make them fit? And it doesn't. What was J.K. Rowling? Yeah, which is which is why the series doesn't work, and it's so disappointing. Having David Yates be the mm. um, be the you know the auteur behind the Harry Potter series now is is like a weird decision. It's boring. Yeah, like no flavor is yeah. his flavor. Like I saw a yeah. thing that was talking about like how David Yates doesn't know how to um, create like a tone, so he just colors it the way you should be feeling. <laughs> Richard's thought on thoughts on uh, J.K. Rowling's creative uh, persona. Yeah, I, her I, bent. I think J- J.K. Rowling doesn't get enough shit for <laughs> being annoying. Like she, well, I think she. I think the good probably outweighs the bad, right? She's done so much for charities and stuff that I feel like people are just like, uh, we'll give her a pass. Probably. No, I mean, like because I'm not. I, again, I'm not. Um, attached to the Harry Potter films, uh, the Harry Potter books, but I just it, it, it frustrates me. And we spoke about this recently. I think it was off pod AJ, but like about how I hate um, Word of God um, canon. Like I hate I hate um, when people are like like in, in anything. And Jackie Rowland does this a lot, but um, you know the oh. I say this, and I made the thing, so it's canon. It's like, well, unless you actually put it in the thing, it's not canon. Yeah, and she had a chance to make Dumbledore gay with Crimes of Grindelwald, and reportedly, it's not. It's very subtextual. I, I get um, something like Beauty and the Beast. You know how they were like, oh, we made um, LeFou gay in our film. I can, I don't agree with it, but I can understand why they want to downplay that because you know disney's supposed to be accessible to everyone they've got this whole thing about and like similar with like sesame street how the creator of bird ernie was like they don't they don't have genitals they're they're puppets they're not gay um you know because they don't want to project those things onto it whereas i feel like harry potter especially with the kind of fan base it has they would be very supportive of that and so there's no reason to they're not just go full tit with it in the film. Like, it's fine for her to say these things. It's her universe. She can do whatever she wants with that. And at least she's trying, you know, to be more diverse. But then these films completely just go back to ignoring what she said before, which is almost insulting to herself and, like, the pe- the characters that she's tried to mould to a certain uh what's the word label the same the same people who are homophobic are the same people who don't read harry potter because it's evil so (laughs) you're not gonna upset anyone it's fine just do it probably my biggest problem with fantastic beasts and where to find them was that it felt like the the pilot of a tv show it didn't feel like a a movie i didn't go to that and be like cool i've had a you know good two hours of the movies i was like well I don't know, maybe it'll be better once I see part two. Yeah, and then part totally. two is going to feel the same way. It, it was a very set-up-y feel. Yeah, for man. You know, yeah. It was a lot of building, building, building to something that we're going to get It was time. flexing its sequels. Yeah, totally. Mm. <laughs> Which I guess it sort of has to when it's got fucking four of them. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. What are they going to do for the next three films? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to have to find all these beasts. <laughs> yeah, when I watched it, I like I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best thing I've ever seen in my life, but it was nice to sort of revisit the feelings that you had while watching Harry Potter. Mm. But for me, what kind of put a dampener on the whole experience and made me come out of that film being like, I very close to hate this. <laughs> um, is that they they cast Johnny Depp <laughs> as Grindelwald, and I don't know, like. Whose decision was it to cast, nah. uh, like, an alleged wife beater <laughs> yeah. in something so massive, so close to when the allegations were put on him? Like, he's not very popular, obviously, in the world's yeah. eye at the moment. But mm. and, uh, and not even for his, you know, personal life, but, like, his acting life 
is going down the drain a bit yeah. as well. Like he's yeah. he's become a punchline. Like there was a great Rolling, I think it was Rolling Stone article about him that was basically a profile on him, and he's just got this real depressing life of someone that's like past his prime and apparently he acts with an earpiece so he doesn't have to learn his lines they just get fed to him and it's like if you're you know setting up your your thanos of the fantastic (laughs) beasts um you know mythos why would you cast someone like that because i I feel like you know you're not going to want johnny depp to be doing press for it and the thing is is that you don't when you watch it you're not going to be watching grindelwald you're going to be watching johnny depp yeah and also and the fact that Colin Farrell was the best well Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller were the two best parts of the first film yeah and then one of them was like ah sorry yeah and then they introduced Johnny Depp who has not only like silly hair he also has a silly mustache and funny eyes it's like just pick one dude come on (laughs) but yeah the third one is uh, supposedly going to be released 20th of November 2020 so they're sort of doing two year intervals But um, I don't know how they're going to come up with uh, fresh and hip scripts in that amount of time since they're doing a terrible job at it already. (laughs) Well, that's also like a thing about building something like this that's reactive because you're not like it seems like like Jackie Rowling said she's got some ideas for the third one. And it's like, you know, when you build. Building a franchise that's not planned out is real is a really strange thing because I don't know. I, don't, I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But when when you're able to be like, oh, they didn't like this, let's just never address it again, or let's fix that. In some ways, it's good. In some ways, it's bad. And I think having now, a five part story, you need to have a really strong overarching storyline to pull it all together. You can't just make it up as you go along because that when that's when like plot hole happen and there's like no continuity and it just doesn't feel like one piece. Yeah. 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 It seems like they weren't like, let's tell the first part of the story. They were like, let's tell a fifth of a story and then we'll make, we'll, we'll make up another four fifths of a story. You guys are perfectly setting up my pitch for better spin-offs. All right. Well, I'll go first. AJ, go. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have to go first, but I'm just saying this is, there couldn't be better conditions for me to be pitching what I've prepared. You're on. You go, AJ. Okay. So my better spin-off idea for Harry Potter, better than Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, So... (laughs) I've I've seen this on pod before. Stars is <laughs> it's just, it's the movies are announced and that's and the casting is announced and that's where I'm picking up from. Okay. Right, so we're going back in time. I got, I think I got this from a Reddit comment when it was announced that they were going to do a, a multiple movies of it. I can't remember, and I've definitely said it on the podcast before. Um, but I am of the opinion that Fantastic Beasts should have been designed as like a loosely connected trilogy of globetrotting adventure films. You can feature the same characters um, and they're searching for a different Fantastic Beast in each film. Um, Think Indiana Jones, but instead of an artifact, it's the next beast, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... I, I started on Pottermore, but because Pottermore's got, like, flair to it, it's very hard to do research on Pottermore. So I switched to the Harry Potter wiki, uh, nice. and I compiled a list of fantastic beasts and where to find them. <laughs> and and um, one, ones that I think would make a good subject for a Harry Potter, for, for a Fantastic Beasts film. Because that, to me, is the selling point of the series. This is why I'm so pissed off about the Grindelwald thing being such a big part of it, is like, I want to see the Fantastic Beasts I that you promised. I want to know where to find the Fantastic Beasts. Where Be- do you find them? Exactly. So I've got a bunch of ideas here. Uh, I did say a trilogy, but I've got more than three ideas. Um, and I've written a little bit about each one of them. So the first idea I thought you could easily, if if you're wanting to like dip a toe in with the first film, you could easily make the Chimera the main 
beast of the first film. Um, so if you don't know, a lo- uh, Chimera is a Greek monster, so they'd go to Greece. Uh, it's got a lion head, a goat body, and a dragon tail. Um, and according to the wiki, in 1995, Rubius Hagrid stated to Hermione Granger that it was difficult to get a Chimera egg, causing Hermione to speculate that he had tried to get one. Um, this led me down the rabbit hole that maybe Hagrid's in the movie. Hagrid was born in 1928, uh, which means this might not, this maybe couldn't be the first Fantastic Beast movie after which all. Also maybe means it would be that like he's going to show up in one of these films. I guarantee it. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, maybe it's like the third film and it's set in 1938 and Hagrid's 10 years old. You know, mm. a giant 10 year old. That'd be kind of interesting. And they're searching for a chimera in Greece. Um, yeah. That was the first. That was sort of the most generic beast I found, um, and that's where to find it in Greece. Um, Would it be a sort of a um, Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants vibe, <laughs> or more of a, a Clash of the Titans vibe? <laughs> Those are the only two movies Jess knows. <laughs> I don't know why did you bring up Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants? Because I go to Greece. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, what on earth? <laughs> Where are you going with this? Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd say it's it's Greece in the 1920s, whatever that looks like. Ancient like, Greece. Yeah, it's ancient Greece, 1920s like, Greece. Like it's, it's fully just ancient Greece, but it's like Greece, 1928. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, because I know you've got, you will have thought about this. What's the, um, the titling scheme for your trilogy? Um, I haven't got titles themselves, but I figured it would be Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and then, like, the subtitle of the creature that is the MacGuffin of the episode, right? So, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, colon, the Chimera, or something like that. You can do better. Because Fantastic (laughs) Beasts and Where to Find Them is already such a clunky title. I like it. I I, I, I think it's a cool title. Like, I think making a, a, a syllable longer is a mistake <laughs> right okay so if it's fantastic beasts and where to find them and then fantastic beasts and how to catch them and fantastic beasts and yes that kind yeah. of yes thing. i think actually we've talked about this before when the first film came out aj mm. and you brought up that idea and i remember thinking that's so much better than what they're gonna yeah. do <laughs> fantastic beasts and where to find them fantastic beasts and how to find them yeah when to find them? They go. They <laughs> Who to travel. find them? Me, Eddie Redmayne, <laughs> <laughs> as himself. Um, okay, so that was that was my first idea. My second idea um, has the has Newt and his friends um, searching for the An- Antipodean Opali, which is a dragon that da 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 was recorded in the Fantastic Beast Handbook as living in New Zealand. Oh wow. We made it. So Look, the, we exist. the Antipodean Opali, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, Pottermore, don't at me. Um, it resides in valleys in New Zealand, uh, which is unusual as dragons typically reside on mountains. It is generally considered to be one of the most beautiful dragons with pearly scales that line its body and glittering multicolored eyes that have no pupils. The Opali's eggs are were, were pale grey and have been known to be mistaken by muggles for fossils and its flame was vivid red. The Opali was not particularly aggressive, rarely killing un- un- unless it was hungry. Its prey of choice was sheep, which I'm assuming is why was set in New Zealand uh, but it has been known to attack large animals in the 1970s at least one of them uh, migrated to Australia and killed several kangaroos um, take that you it, was confer- it was confirmed it was ousted from its territory by a dominant female so I you know obviously I put this one in because it's in New Zealand but it, 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 there's room in there I can see it being treated as like this the last of its kind maybe or like this beautiful creature that people need to find for whatever reason I do like how it mm. says muggles are mista- mistake their eggs for fossils because I just particular like picture like Maori tribesmen in the 1800s like like, like finding these eggs and it's mm. it's funny to think of muggles as my locals you know yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think like your, your series being a globe trotting adventure is good as well. And cause also I believe that's what they're doing with their fantastic beast series. First one was New York, Paris. second one's Paris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they said that they were going to take place in different, uh, cities. Mm. But like you said, but the, but the same director, 
yeah. how different is the tone actually going to be? Because mm. that's sort of one of the main reasons why you set it in different locations is to have a range of tones. Yeah, which I, I like know. even these being set in different time periods and not following the same mm. characters. Because like that one could be in the 1970s yeah. when this one goes over to Australia. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because do you imagine the same protagonist through all of them? I, I like Newt Scamander. If I didn't like Newt Scamander, I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> do yeah. do whatever you want. Um, so you could have um, like if because I mean I don't know how old Newt can live till, but you know you have different a- actors of different ages playing Newt across different times. For periods. sure, yeah, that'd be cool. Mm. All right. So the next one I wrote down here is an Erkling. An Erkling is an elf that eats children, and they live in Germany. Um, so of course bloody they are three feet tall on average, making them larger than gnomes, with pointed faces. They're larger than AJ. <laughs> which have a particular affinity for the taste of children. Their high-pitched cackles are particularly entrancing to children, and they can use this to lure them away from their guardians to eat them. These creatures also enjoy shooting darts at unsuspecting victims. Originating from the Black Forest in Germany, the difference between these creatures and many others is that they can speak human language um i think germany is absolutely a setting we need to go to for your wizarding series because there's so much german folklore that i would love to to see represent it doesn't have to be the erkling necessarily being the the titular beast um but i i don't know i just thought that was that was a cool like an evil one they're trying to they're yeah, trying like to contain an evil Nazi one germany <laughs> yeah you got you know there's there's some subtext there um, cool. Yeah. Germans aren't inherently evil. No. I just want to make that clear. No. Uh, Disclaimer. Erklings are. All Erklings are, are born evil. <laughs> um, moving right along, the next idea that I put down is the simple griffin. Um, because So griffins live in either Greece, Egypt, or Persia, apparently. Uh, and despite being one of the only mythical monsters that comes to mind after dragon for me, like if someone's like, name a mythical monster and dragon's taken, I go straight to griffin. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Um, griffins have actually been weirdly unrepresented in the Harry Potter series, like from what we've seen. Like, talk about representation, J.K. Rowling. Where are my griffins? That's what I'm <laughs> asking. What's, what's um Buckbeak? He's a hippogriff. Buckbeak? Hippogriff. Hippogriff. Right. What's um, that? Uh, it's head of a eagle, wings of a eagle, <laughs> and body the body of, of an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> so, f- according to to um the Harry Potter wiki, uh, um. The only appearance of griffins in the series at the moment is either in statues or on posters or they're mentioned in passing. Um, a griffin would also be a great excuse for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them to be set in a traditional action-adventure setting like Egypt, you know, like an excuse to go mm. to one of your mainstays of where to set Indiana Jones movies, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, so a hippogriff is a horse and an eagle. Ah, there you go. But uh, listed under similar creatures is a griffin. Hmm. But it says it's introduced by Virgil, so that's pretty cool. Hmm. All mm-hmm. right, are you guys ready to get tropical? Mm-hmm. Let yeah, me get boy. a Because part five of the series is Fantastic Beasts Goes to Hawaii. Uh, and this time they're looking for the Lithefold, which is it like a like very similar to a dementor that live in the tropical regions uh, it's also known as the living shroud uh, and it was a carnivorous and highly dangerous magical creature the lithefold the lithofold resembles a black cloak right r- roughly half an inch thick and appears slightly thicker than if the creature had recently digested a vi- uh, if the creature had recently digested a victim it glides along surfaces as an unknown form of locomotion in search of prey which are humans it attacks at night when the target is asleep by suffocating it and digesting it he is the only known if, if, if the only known effective method of protection against a life fold is to conjure a patronus so very similar to dementors yeah. but apparently yeah. dementors aren't found in the tropics and that was the main difference so 
Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, so weird that the setting for that would be in the tropics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, again, oh, yeah. I'm just I I I put that one in there more out of location than the beast itself. Right. Like, yeah. Let's go to trop. Let's go to Hawaii. That's an interesting idea. Okay. Um, let's go to the beach. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one I've got here is the remora, which is yeah. a giant fish that lives in the Indian Ocean. The remora is a silverfish native to the Indian Ocean that has strong magical power to anchor ships in place. The remora is an immensely powerful magical fish in the world of magic and is a guardian of the seafarers. The International Confederation of Wizards enforces an anti-poaching law to protect this creature from illegal wizard capture. There's your plot, right? Like, I'd love to see a Fantastic Beast film that takes place in the ocean. Um, yeah. You could have it set on a ship you could i thought you could um take inspiration from like jules verne like Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and have yeah. like those old-timey underwater spaceman suits or just an enchantment it, um fantastic waters yeah man <laughs> there you go <laughs> fantastic beasts and how to dry them and how to drown them <laughs> um yeah so this is also an opportunity for like mer people to show up which is always real fun um I, this is probably my favourite idea, I think, that I've got written down, just because yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want it to be the first one, but if you're making them each a different setting, a different where to find them, the ocean is a cool where to find them, you know? Yeah. yeah. And space? <laughs> I didn't get to space, but, but are there any Harry Potter creatures in space? That's an interesting spin-off Fantastic idea. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them in space. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, this one... Uh, Fantastic Beasts and how to orbit them. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and How to Dock Them. Mm, All right, the next one I've got here is called a Pogobin, which is a little rock-like demon gnome, and it lives in Russia. Uh, This one was more about the beast than the where to find them, but I thought this was interesting. So a a Pogobin, or a Pogrebin, I don't know, um, is a foot-tall Russian demon with a hairy body and an oversized grey head. The Pogobin is attracted to humans and enjoys trailing them. When the human turns around, the Pogobin crouches down, and because of this... Because of its large head, it resembles a rock. If the creature manages to tail a human for a few hours, a sense of despair and futility will wash over the human. When the victim sits or sinks to his knees to weep, the Pogobin attacks and attempts to devour them. So, that, I don't know, maybe it couldn't be the subject of a whole movie, but it's a cool little little monster to, to have in there. This started to feel a bit more like I was pitching a TV show than a... A series of yeah. films after a while. Yeah, it actually does. Eh? Mm. Let's make a good TV show, Joe. These are all, by the way, these are all in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them handbook. Like, this is where I got these from. Oh, nice. You yeah. could call that one in Soviet Russia, Fantastic Beast Finds You. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic yeah. Beast and Where to Find Them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Soviet Russia jokes need to make a comeback. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) They're so funny, man. Uh, The funniest one I've ever read was, um, it was a Reddit thread that was about, I'm only telling this because it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, This guy was um, telling this story about like some war-torn place in Russia. That was like a drill story. I think I was talking about his dad and how he was um, worked for a bomb disposal unit. And there was this car bomb and like they tried to um tried to disarm it or something like that and mm. these like innocent lives were taken and this guy lost both of his arms and the comment below was just in Soviet Russia, bomb disarms you <laughs> <laughs> oh It was like God. this harrowing story. Oh it was so God. funny. Nice. Uh all right, the next one I've written down is called a quintiped. Uh, which live in Scotland on a, on the island of Dre- the Isle of Dreer, which is I think where Dumbledore and Harry go in Half Blood Prince, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, so the Quintipede- and they find Luke Skywalker there. Yeah. I think the Quintipede actually features in the movie, but a whole movie based around it would be cool as well. Uh, It's also known as a hairy McBoon, and it is a dangerous beast with five legs, each ending in a club foot, and is covered with a thick red-brown hair. Quintipedes are are only found on the Isle of Dreer, which lies off the northmost tip of Scotland. The Isle has been made unplottable to minimise the danger that is posed by these creatures. The Quintipede is a carnivorous with a particular taste for humans, and as such is extremely hostile towards them cool like that's exciting to me like that having to find that fantastic beast you know 
Yeah. 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 All right. Two more. Uh, this one. Oh my god! How many do you have, AJ? I've got two more. Um, I, I bullet pointed them. I didn't number them. So <laughs> um, this one I actually think should have been or could be the first one because it's generic enough. Um, and this one is a, a ram, which is a golden ox found in North America or Asia. So the ram uh, is extremely rare, resembling a giant oxen with a golden hide. Ram blood gives immense strength to the drinker for a limited time. However, since demand far exceeds the supply, obtaining the blood in the first place is extremely difficult, and it can be rarely found on the open market. Right? So you got your poachers, and they're going, they're trying to get the ram at the same time as Eddie Redmayne is trying to like document it. So you've got that animal conservation theme going on there, which is obviously. Real fun and relatable. Yeah, no? <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. real relatable and fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, the last one, which just made me laugh reading the page for it, so I put it on here, is a little creature, or a large creature even, known as the Yeti uh, that lives in Tibet. Uh, it is the Yeti that we, we know and well in our, in our muggle world. I thought I recognised it. <laughs> so the Yeti fears fire, allowing for skilled wizards to repel it. However, the Yeti will attack and eat anything it meets, so no witch or wizard has had the opportunity to study it up close yet. Until now. Fantastic beasts, they're in the snow. Um this is this the fantastic beasts where are they they're in the snow yeah this is the part that made me laugh <laughs> yetis are one of the uh, one of the wizarding world's worst kept secrets <laughs> as there has been so many muggle sightings of the yeti because of this tibet has one of the worst wizarding secrecy records due to its continual breaches of clause 73 in the international Sat- statute of wizarding secrecy I, I just really like the idea that they go to tibet and all the wizards in tibet are like bumbling idiots that are like no don't look at the yeti we can't we can't let people know about the yeti and it's like everyone knows about the yeti this is <laughs> one of the wizarding world's worst kept secrets so though that's quite a few of these um creatures are just like already creatures hey like she didn't really make up a lot no <laughs> well no i don't have a problem with that necessarily though because like well, i do just pulling from like medieval fantasy and stuff is all good she makes up plenty i think for it to 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 her to still qualify as a what an imaginative person, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but she only makes it up, like, after the fact. Yeah, none of them are ever gay unless people complain about it. <laughs> uh, you... Do you want to go next or should I go next? Uh, I'll go next. Mine's real short. All right. Anyway, um, snaps for AJ. Oh, thank you. Go, AJ. Yeah. Um, that, that was a fantastic beast of an idea. Yeah, and we and we found it in yeah mind. We found it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I my one's real short, and it's not even my idea. Um, <laughs> we really pull all the stops out for our um, podcast here, you know. Yeah, do you guys remember April Fool's Day, twenty? I want to say like fifteen, or like twenty thirteen, even every anyway. day. <laughs> Do you guys remember every single day of your life? Um, yeah, there was a... Um, Fantastic a, pranks and when they were. There was a trailer released for um, a Harry Potter TV show called The Aurors. And uh. um, it looked real fucking cool. Uh, so it was basically like, because the Aurors are like... Um, I don't know, does one of you guys want to explain it? Can you say they're the police? Aurors, yeah, they're, they're the police. Aurors, they're, the, they're the, the the magical police. So it's like this. Um, the trailer's like, oh, you've got to find this guy. Here's a photo of him, and then the photo moves, and you're like, holy shit, this is a Harry Potter TV show. And then it's like this standoff on a on a rooftop, and they then you see that they both have wands that light up, and I was like, fuck, that looks real cool, and. I'd like to see a TV show of the Aurors made. Mm. Um, you know, just like a, a, a procedural thing that has no ties to Harry and his pals. It's just wizarding crimes. I think Harry becomes an Aura. So. Yeah, he does. So does Hermione. Um, so he has to show up, Richard. That's the rules. Could you call it a lethal wand? <laughs> yeah. And um, I also be like... It's interesting because a lot of my initial ideas were like, oh, I'd love to see American Harry Potter. But then it's like, oh, that's what um, 
you know. The first one is. The, the, that's what Fantastic Beasts is. Or I'd like, oh, I'd like to see old-timey ones. Oh, well, that's what Fantastic Beasts did. So I'm annoyed that there's kind of these good ideas that now we'll never get to see. There is a, isn't there a video game coming out that's in like 1800 Hogwarts? I have no idea. I think it's rumoured, yeah. Right. I don't know if, if we've had any actual confirmation or anything. Yeah. But there's, there was like a, a shitty demo of it leaked. Right. Because like, like a footage of a demo. Right. I think there is a danger in setting a Harry Potter story in modern day because I think there's too many um, there's too many plot holes now. Like I feel like with how connected the world is, it's just it, like no one has has cell phones in Harry Potter because it's set in the nineties. But you know, do wizards have cell phones now? And if they do, I don't want to see that. Well, maybe I do, and maybe that's another idea. Yeah, well, like it could be like um, it could be like more of like a PI thing, of someone that like tracks down and takes out wizards who are practicing in the Muggle world, kind of thing. Yeah, and so he's got like a, a license, like the the equivalent of a license to kill, like a license to use magic. Yeah, in front of Muggles, if it you know is saving lives and shit like that. And I Do think you think they'd have sunglasses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you uh, think they would be able to put them on slowly, uh, say, a slick one-liner, and would the uh, theme tune of this be... Uh, won't get filled again by the who? Yeah. No, nah, yes. it'd, it'd go... Yeah! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, think there, there is... The, 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 the reason we're having this discussion, I think, is because... We've been shitting on J.K. Rowling a lot, but I think one thing that she did really well, other than write <laughs> seven real good books, was um, like world building in Harry Potter is incredible, and it feels weird that we're we're not utilizing that to its full potential. Like we're we're, we're we seem to be stuck in the same family of characters, even when we're going back to the 1920s. And so, yeah, I like the auras idea because that is a good way to explore more of the world and have like magical crimes. That's a great yeah. idea. That's- Would you say it's better than your idea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess we are getting magical crimes in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. They Man, called I it- hate saying that title. It's such a bad title. <laughs> oh, the Magical Crimes. So long. Yeah. The Magical Crimes of Gallant Grindelwald, or played you- by Johnny Depp. Just call it The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, you don't need the Fantastic Beasts at all. <laughs> Just own yeah. it. And you haven't you haven't set up the theme of using Fantastic Beasts as part of your series of titles. So just don't use it and then it can yeah. be fine. Yeah. They should have like or imagine if they call it like Fantastic Beasts the crime um Fantastic Beasts and the Where to Find Them, a new Harry Potter story. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be the crimes of Grindelwald a fantastic be oh, a new fantastic beast story. Hey, if since all our, literally all our ideas so far have been stolen from Reddit comments, um, here's another Reddit comment that I read once was saying that that was like I wish that Harry Potter the Harry Potter like the Wizarding World cinematic universe or whatever you want to call it. I wish it would um, oper- operate on the now maybe failed Star Wars model of just doing a Wizarding World story and just doing different things. Because um, I feel like that perfectly segues into well, I, yeah, my and, that, idea. and that's why I was bringing it up, um, Jess, was to then <laughs> hand over the reins over over Skype. I'm holding my hands up to the webcam. Oh, thanks. I'm there you go. She's grabbing them. It on on Skype. Oh, sweet, we got there. Do you want to say your idea now, Jess? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, my idea. Well, I did like a bigger idea and then a smaller idea so yeah there's heat there's just so much content that she's made within the universe like so why not make an anthology series like star wars based on the star wars model uh yeah so the one that i picked was quidditch through the ages Mm. which is like the twin book of fantastic beasts the evil version yeah it's like that one's fellow like that one's little fellow um uh, but yeah, so I wanted to see like an origin story of how that sport was created because the book that she wrote on this was actually had more of a storyline and a plot to it than Fantastic Beasts. Like it had the evolution of the flying broomstick, ancient ancient groom, broom games, Jesus words, um, arrival of the golden snitch, anti-muggle precautions, just like 
just a lot of stuff that you could flesh out into a really interesting when I was when I was doing research for for my one I came across apparently there's like a an animal called like a golden snedditch do you know about that snidget snidget yes I'm glad you knew it um which is was what they used before the golden snitch, and I was like, yes. "That's really cool. That's really good writing." Oh, it's a, but then it's they a, started to become endangered. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, A guy called um, Bowman Wright <laughs> invented invented the golden snitch to replace it. Dude, okay. If they had made Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as a standalone thing that didn't hint at sequels, but it's still the movie we got, and then the sequel we got was Quidditch Through the Ages, you could just bring back Newt Scamander, and the the snidget is the the fantastic the thing that well yeah. that's that's why he's there you know that's why they've brought in this character yeah. from the last movie yeah for sure oh yeah, freaking um, warner bros come on <laughs> I, I, the thing i like that could that um and i'm and i wouldn't be surprised if this this happened one day on like the anniversary of it or something like that but they should um like espn should do a um one of their like 30 for 30 documentaries about this like yeah, they've, they've yeah, done yeah. they've done fictional sport um like they did i'm pretty sure um oh, not the sandlot i think they've done mud on the sandlot but they did like um space jam i think recently oh cool or something like that like they've done these um yeah and like you know famous people um uh, talking about how influential the michael jordan playing for the looney tunes was and stuff like that <laughs> um and so yeah like a, a, like one of the like a a fun like sports documentary where you get um, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is like as Harry Potter being like, yeah, when I first played um, Quidditch, you know, and and all the stuff like, yeah, yeah you could do well, a fun little documentary. Yeah, like and that. like it translates to real life as well because they're in America, they're quite big on it, and you can actually p- play Quidditch. It's basically you just straddle a broomstick mm. and run around, and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's, I really like the idea of a fictional documentary that is Quidditch through the ages. Yeah, and I don't think it would get made purely because I think the less creative Harry Potter fans would be like documentary I want an actual story um and maybe you could integrate that into it like maybe it's it's a it's like district 9 how it's part doco and part like actual story mm. but yeah that's I I would be very surprised if Quidditch through the ages isn't like the next thing that happens after Fantastic Beast finishes up you know because if if she's just adapting all her handbooks then then there you go. Because <laughs> yeah, do you think this is going to be it? Fantastic pieces and that's it? Or do you reckon they'll keep the uh, money machine rolling? The fact that they've they've given it given Wizarding World a brand, they've given it a logo and they've called it the Wizarding World, m- makes me think that this train ain't slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I'm not necessarily upset about. Like, I think the original series still has, like... Mm. You know, I'm not own. upset about the idea of of continuing large fictional universes because they're kind of built for that. But we've not seen it done well very often. So to mm. me, it's like it's not a bad idea inherently. But I don't want to see you know yeah. every well, Harry Potter movie be directed by Dave, every Wizarding World movie be directed by David Yates. Yeah, but like, yeah, because you you say like. We've we've very rarely seen it done well. I mean, the only one that's really pulled it off is Marvel. Um, but like, you look at aside from Harry Potter, probably the richest um, fictional universe is Star Wars, and they've already started to think, "Oh fuck, we've we've fucked this up." Yeah, and like, yeah, I, I don't think Harry Potter's necessarily the one that's going to crack it and, <laughs> and pull it off. You know? Yeah, agreed. It could though. Um, oh, no doubt it will. No doubt. Uh, I've got... Um, to, I, when I was looking on the Harry Potter wiki, I found two other um, ideas that maybe we could talk about. Is that all good? Yeah, man. Yeah. Just, or did, just didn't you have two ideas? No. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> on, the, on the Leprechaun page... Um, for on the Harry Potter wiki, it says that the Leprechaun is native only to Ireland. They are they are fully sentient and, and capable of speech, but have and but have never requested the Ministry of Magic to reclassify them from beast, I guess, to to being. So there's a difference between beast and being, apparently. Huh. Um, there's you know the plight of the Leprechaun, like they there's a that's, there's that's a, what it's called. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's a there's a Martin Luther King of Leprechauns who's like campaigning to be 
re recategorized as a being instead of a beast. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was a cool one. And the other one that I came across that I thought was cool, there's a dragon called a Peruvian viper tooth. Uh, and they they obviously live in Peru. And in it says here in the history section, in the late 19th century, viper tooth numbers were, were once went on an alarming increase and became a serious threat to wizards and muggles alike. The International Confederation of Wizards was forced to send an extermination squad in to reduce the viper tooth population. Um, the disease dragonpox was originally contracted by wizards working closely with Peruvian viper tooths before becoming a widespread wizarding disease. There's a movie, right? Like you, you look at you're looking for better ideas for spinoffs than Fantastic Beasts. Go to the Harry Potter wiki, click on anything, and read the history <laughs> section because Just hit the there, random button. There are encyclopedic recounting re recounts of these things, all of which, from what I read, would make intriguing, interesting stories. Like I don't know, it's frustrating to see it done so wrong with this idea yeah. that that connection to the original storyline is paramount and that's more important than telling new stories as telling familiar stories mm, and telling it's, newt stories <laughs> hey, and it's it's frustrating because you're so close you're already doing a new series you know yeah a newt you're, you're series. halfway there <laughs> anyway yeah no yeah you're good you're 90 percent there <laughs> cool cool all right but- well, I think that just about bloody wraps up this episode, don't you think, Jess? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. End of the episode. AJ, where can you uh, find us? You can find us on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or Twitter or um, coldpopshire.com. Haven't plugged that in a while. There you go. Oh, wow, is that go, a thing? Cool. Go, yeah, yeah, go check that out. We're on <laughs> iTunes and SoundCloud, obviously, with this podcast. Um so yeah oh, hashtag spread the cult tell two friends about this podcast so that we can one day take over the world um, and you can also like a cult like a cult yeah you can like also popcorn. yeah cult popcorn um, you can also uh, contact us at media at gmail.com if you want to tell us your better idea for a Harry Potter spinoff or better yet or email us what what stuff we got wrong that's what I want. <laughs> Tell me that I'm mispronouncing Bogard, whatever I called it. Or we're Bogart? mispronouncing Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's Vol- Voldemort. Voldemort. Duh. Mm. Mm. Um, we're going to get so many comments on this video being like, these people don't know Harry Potter at all. <laughs> Bold of you to assume we're going to get comments at all, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Kick, kick, kick. Awesome. Sweet. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, film franchise Four Nights. And um, we're planning, I should say as well, we're planning to do a Q&A episode with me and Richard. I guess, Jess, you can tag along if you want. Uh, <laughs> good. Um, so if you've got any questions you want to ask, um, start commenting them now. Uh, and I'll we don't have we're not big enough of a podcast to have the luxury of being like please only send them to this one space if you write a question for the Q&A anywhere I'll see it and I'll copy it so start start that we'll start that early so it's not, it won't be for like a month but can we start we, it now AJ I've got a question for you what's your question uh, how long do you plan to grow your beard out for 100 years no, I, you, you can't fucking idea. answer it now, oh, AJ. I'll change my answer. I don't have any content. I'm shaving it off right now. <laughs> no, we'll just we'll bleep out your answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's all right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.